0: 39, down, drunk at the soda leaves thirty nine, 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 a thirty nine, a thirty nine, a thirty nine, a thirty nine, drunk at the soda leaves. All right. Welcome okay. back to Bar 1830. Uh, Hello, yeah. Toronto.
1: Fires Excellent segue Ooh. in there, folks. <sighs> Fires me up. Big shout-out yep. to uh, Chris Larson, who uh, recorded, recorded that song for and us. Recorded wrote, yeah, wrote yeah. that song Maybe. for us. My Absolutely, brother. yeah. Shout-out
2: yeah. to New York City. Right now, uh, he lives in New York City uh, across the street from uh, Madison Square Garden. From his place, you see the lights of Madison Square Garden. Thanks. There are yeah. probably like 900,000 people that have it's exactly like he's the, the only same one. View. Let's nope. just
0: shout out to Manhattan because it's still there. Woo! <laughs> that's a cool,
2: fun fact about my brother, and I thought I would share it. That's so
0: okay. Cool. I'm not trying to shoot you down. I
2: the cool fact is that he wrote this song, but yeah. That's what I
0: thought, too. Is, Living right. across the street from something <laughs> that everybody knows is kind of like, well, hey, there's a bird, and it sits on the tree outside right. of my house. He does one you thing. You ever that seen birds before? <laughs> They're out there. But
1: write original, original songs. That's. All right. What are we doing here? Focus. Let's get to it. I didn't bring it. my book, so I really don't know. Oh, he's lost without his diary. That's right? okay. He told
0: me earlier in, in, in a secret confession now. that he couldn't even read off page today, so the book wouldn't have helped him to begin
1: with. Okay, so we're just yeah, going gonna, gonna to let it fly. I was trying to do that self-tape for you, Lars, and I could, could not even read the script for her, so hopefully... I mean that's out. okay.
0: That's okay, because normally I know what I'm going to say to some degree before I get here. I mean, I guess that, that does change based on how many dosakis I assume... So you know, are
1: you, at, are you at dose yet?
0: I'm actually at, yeah, but no, dose. What doesn't really
1: matter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're at a certain amount of ekis, okay? The
1: old dose, dose, trick. You know, well, I may not be I the will, most interesting will, man in will, the world, will,
0: but when I drink beer, I forget how many I drink.
1: I will jump in, and uh, you're gonna have my prony yeah. then. Uh, I'm just gonna hold it to okay. be cool. Um, you can have it. You can have some if you want. I mean, you can oh, also, Dos
0: Equis, If you're listening, we we could always use a sponsor for the
1: show. It's true. Have you guys moved on from that most inter- interesting guy? Because we could be. Didn't there they one. send
0: him into space or something? They, they like they canceled that ad and then sort of brought him back. It was like Tupac Shakur. Not sure if he's dead or not, but he's still making albums. Like it so was like really interesting in for a while. now. I don't know.
2: I mean, how would I know? I literally don't know what we're talking about right Speaking now. about <laughs> in
1: space, I will th- propose for the first <laughs> question to you. We've talked a lot about um, localizing these stories, very Toronto stories, but I will, will open it up and ask you, do you have any dr- drunken disorderly-esque stories that have happened abroad, outside? Yes.
0: <laughs> oh, you wanted to hear one?
1: I would
2: love uh, to hear one. Do you well, guys want to hear one? Yeah, but
0: okay, all right. Also, who's
2: drinking tonight. Make a- some noise if you're drinking. A- raise broad. the glass. Some of you are drunk. even
0: the girl that forgot her wallet's drinking. We're all drinking
2: tonight. <laughs> Those are drunk and
0: disorderly. I don't miss a beat. You see that? You come to my show. It's you and me. It's personal now. Remember, also, this is a conversational show. So if you feel like you absolutely have to say something to us, you can, and mm-hmm. we have a microphone, and we do kind of encourage that because, frankly. It's more fun that way.
2: Bob Windy tells City, Nick, get your hand away from
1: it. Wait. <laughs> yeah, wait
2: Windy before. City, Nick, just wait.
0: We'll, we'll hear about what happened in Chicago when I'm done. You don't even know what I'm going to tell you. The story's going to be, you know, just
1: let it let It happened it in form. Chicago.
0: Actually, I've never been to Chicago. So no, it didn't happen in Chicago. Not this time. Well, yeah. So under- I have family in the United States, right? And I've had a couple of strange instances. I, I got pulled over driving a riding mower down the side of the interstate because I learned a fairly interesting thing about American law. The riding mower is too few cc's on its own to be considered a motor vehicle, mm. which means you do not need an operator's license to drive one, yet it goes significantly faster than drunk me walking down the side of the highway. So I figured to get smokes at the nearest store, which again, we're in the boondocks in the you got drive down the mountain, past that hill, four rights on the left, you know, that kind of directions, I'm like, shit. I already mowed, the, like, 10 acres of lawn. I'll just refill her and go for a beer. So off I go. And, and don't forget, you don't have to mow all the way, people. That's the key. So, you know, you pull the lever, the <laughs> mower blades come up. You get a lot better mileage that way anyhow, right? So flying along, like, you know, probably six, seven miles an hour. But six, seven miles an hour down a steep hill sounds slow. Six, seven miles back up that fucking mountain after, like, a fifth of whiskey and 20 beer that sounds fast, you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> like, the ditch just keeps looking at you, and the ditch is not a ditch. It's a fucking hill in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, mountain country. So you, you dip off that one. you it It's 20 minutes till you find yourself back at the fucking bar where you got on the lawnmower to begin with. So fuck it, just drive. Anyway, the, I guess the weirdest part about the story being pulled over by a state trooper was that his truck actually had the little flip-down ramp thing to drive, like, an ATV or a a lawn tractor up into the back of it and he didn't seem all that shocked. Like he pulls me over and I'm driving along, you know, I'm just born to be wild, like gunning at a top speed of like maybe seven miles an hour down the verge on the side of the interstate, right? Red line like up the hill, like we're doing this little, you know, shaky shack routine, right? And then I hit this, the spotlight comes on me, right? And I'm like, yeah, 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 no problem. I got this covered. I know what's going on here. And the guy just pulls up real slow in his truck. Like, just, you know, you can tell he's just kind of leisurely driving along. He's watching me for a bit, and I look at him like, hey, how's it going? He's like, son, you do realize you're driving a lawnmower down the interstate. And I'm like, uh, technically, I'm next to the interstate. And yes, I do know that. He's like, could you uh, pull the lawn tractor over, please? Yeah, okay. You know, it's a lawn tractor, right? So I hop off and the guy gets out of his truck. And he's standing there, he's rubbing his face, you know, and he's looking at me, he's like, where are you from, boy? And I'm like, well, I'm not from around here. And he's like, yeah. So, uh, where are you going? And I'm like, well, I'm driving up the hill. My grandparents live like, uh, you know, you know, in the shadow of Gertie's Knob on Ralph Redline there, and you know, a little, little back road. Lived there for a hundred years, like the family's been there all the along Grandfather built the house, you know, you probably know him, she, you know, remember the church. and." Really great guys. So while you driving a lawn tractor drunk down the side of the highway, well, because I don't have a driver's license and I don't want to break the law, that would be, that would be wrong. <laughs> and he stops, just freezes. I mean, it, it, wrong, wrong. That would be wrong. Yeah, mighty unchristian of me to break the law in a, <laughs> county, a county I don't even live in. I mean, you know, I got drunk. I obviously had more beers than I should be operating motor vehicles. So I'm not gonna drive vehicles, sir. I'm just. Gonna mow my way home, you know. <laughs> Besides, like, you know, if I have to do community service, the verge is pretty rough here. I could just drop the blades and do it on the way. <laughs> He's like, uh, I'm, I'm gonna commandeer this tractor and drive your ass home because I do know where your grandparents live and I do know who they are. But I'm also gonna leave a note in the mailbox. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I'll tell you this didn't occur to me until after I was already laying in bed after sneaking into Grandma's house that I could just go out and take the note out of the mailbox didn't occur to me in the slightest so I'm like wake up first thing in the morning I'm like oh shit fucking notes in the mailbox I'm here on summer vacation I'm you know underage I'm, my grandma's gonna freak out And eh, you know pretty religious people they're chill but you know not as chill as fundamentalist Christians get right they're chill so I'm thinking oh man it's like military camp for me I gotta get to this mailbox and I bolt out the front door and realize it's noon and grandma probably got the mail like eight hours ago right <laughs> And I look over, and she's sitting on the on the balcony there, making hot dogs. And Grandpa Grandpa looks over <laughs> with this really strange smile, right? and he's like, mm. "And I'm thinking, I'm in a lot of trouble." And what the note actually said was, "Your lawn tractor was stolen. Your grandson found it and recovered it with the help of the local sheriff's department." And so, you know, good for him. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that and then i remembered that i wrote it
2: <laughs> <laughs> and i had f- and i had found the note earlier
0: <laughs> and yeah that was the weird smile so i was off video rental privileges for the entire
2: trip and was like you know i had to like pray a lot and stuff it was intense but that was intense do you get it trev he wrote the note oh <laughs> <laughs> okay Can I, so for those of you uh, who are listening and especially those of you who are listening for the first time, uh, Bob tells these crazy stories. If you're wondering why Trevor and I are here, other than being the eye candy, we're also uh, the sidekick. uh, We like to throw him questions and little like uh, the color commentators. uh, We're also the masterminds behind the whole thing. We also like to just let Bob run sometimes. We're the brains. Well, Um, the trick
0: is I never would have the format to tell you guys these stories because
2: this wouldn't occur to me.
0: You know, with my barstool degree in in human socioeconomics, I'm like, yeah, well, you can do things on the internet for free? Like that? And these guys are like, well, not entirely for free, but we can probably do them. And I'm like, oh, hey.
2: (laughs) I feel like you're the type of guy that still goes to the library for his internet. Do you check your email at the library? (laughs) No, I just checked check my email. Oh, right. Exactly.
0: No, I have a smartphone. I've, I've checked my email. on I paid a bill online the other day. It was wild. I'm not even kidding. It was the first time I ever paid a bill online. I know that sounds
2: completely ridiculous. Wow. Huge. Give him a round of applause. He just paid a bill online. I, I would like to also add or slash shout out to that story. Um, when you were describing that your lawnmower didn't have enough CCs to be considered a vehicle... That guy right there, as you were saying, it was, like, already nodding. Like, he know, Like, he's done the research. He was like, yeah, yep. you're fucking right, But Oh, yeah. Hang them high states, mate.
0: man. Hang them high states. You can do a lot of time for fucking around with drinking impaired. But you know what? Lawnmower impaired? Ain't no time for that, son. They're like, oh, well, you're an idiot. But, well, you're just an idiot. I'll drive you home, son, To take care, you know?
1: Anyone else use a uh, vehicle on, on highways or roadways that weren't meant for it? Take a drink if you have. Uh, shout it out if you have. Inappropriate
2: vehicle. Ah, there he is,
1: lawnmower man.
2: You and me, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's what how it It'd is. Be lawnmowers, maybe golf carts occasionally. Golf carts may be the kind of thing that are most drunk. Go karts Most drunk driving. Go karts Have you been drunk go karting? No, I don't fit in go karts <laughs> Oh right, of course. Yeah, yeah. that'd be so hilarious. <laughs> I also love how you uh, you. Talk They're about like production DK value, Mario Kart. <laughs>
1: like,
2: Tho- those are some solid uh, lawnmower sound effects. Did you guys hear this lawnmower? Sound yeah, fast? man. Right? Right? Those are pretty good. Hit us with a little bit more. Come on.
0: More lawnmower. Yes. Or yes. That's, that's what we came here to see.
2: And the- see. Wow. <laughs>
0: They get a good roll on, on the highway. It was
1: also the training that they needed to for the trench for Star Wars. The same thing.
0: Uh, the, the best part is it took me like honestly two hours to figure out how to work the lever that made the blades go up. So I'm sitting in the backyard going like, I want to go for a beer and a pack of smokes, but I got these. I'm not going to drive along mowing things. That's irresponsible, right? Like, this, the shit that goes through your head when you're already doing stupid things, it's amazing. Like I got, I better not be dumb about this. This whole lawnmower to the store thing. Better not be dumb about that. It was I, I saw the bar on the way to the store, and that was that was the uh, that, was, that was, like, Walmart for the smokes, and then there's, like, Sid's, you know. And I don't know who Sid is, but he's selling beer, and I'm down. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'll meet this guy, you know, and the 10 pickup trucks. I said, like, you can love the place. It's, one of the, it's obviously the kind of place you park your lawn tractor and go for a beer. Like, everyone's like, no one bad at an eyelash. Guy's stand outside, I'm going to smoke next to his truck. I pull in the lawn tractor, like, fresh pack of cigarettes in my pocket. Like, yeah, not, no one bad at an eyelash. So honestly, I think it happens a lot more than people think. I really do. I think it's one of those things that actually occurs. Does it occur? I also convinced Walmart employees on the same trip that everyone in Canada is over six foot four. (laughs) So I mean, like, take that for what it is. But again, you walk in when you have it. Okay, when you come from southern Ontario, one of the magical parts about traveling the world that people not from here don't seem to understand is that we actually don't have an accent. And that's what sounds funny. It's not that we have a funny accent. It's that we have no accent. Golden Horseshoe English is accent free. It's the most understandable veriform of English on, on the planet. And that is a fact you can check on your phones if you wish. Because they do courses all over the world, you know, in Europe, and everywhere else, where they, they have English instructors from this region of the world teach newscasters and actresses and actors how to speak without an accent. So in Pittsburgh, you walk <laughs> into the Walmart, and the first thing you get is, well, you got a funny accent? Oh, well, yeah. I do. It's crazy. It's really funny. It's not there at all. <laughs> they're like, you're really huge. and I'm, That's, Of course, that's noticeable. I get that everywhere, right? And I'm like, man, you should see the Mounties. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, it's the snow, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, snow every winter. It's like it's like five and a half feet deep. And if you're not tall enough, you can't walk <laughs> anywhere. So you got to get these legs going, right? You see the Mounties, every one of them. Seven foot four. Crazy guy. I mean, why do you think NBA didn't take off? there? too much snow. Just afraid. All our mountains will win. And the guy's like, oh, that's really weird. And I'm like, thinking to myself, no, that's a total fabrication. But hey, this is interesting. <laughs> Where's this going to go? And I'm like, so can I get a pack of smokes? Do you have any ID? No, I'm from Canada. You wouldn't take my ID anyway. Look at my, look at my money. And they're like, you know, it's all funny and stuff, right? Like, and he's like, are they really all that big? I'm like, yeah, man, fucking huge. Huge. I'm like a little guy. He's like, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. I'm like, yeah. Grab the smokes and I'm walking out. I'm like, that's not the crazy part. The crazy part is I just had that fucking conversation in the real world. That's the crazy part.
2: Yeah.
0: You know. But when you're driving a lawn tractor to Walmart, you can't be picky. <laughs>
2: You uh, you wanted to tell a story about the difference between violence back in the day when most of these crazy stories happened versus today? Yeah.
0: I mean, most of the drunkenness stories for the podcast
2: is about that I got. I got between the ages of 18
0: and 27. And that was when I was playing in bands, working exclusively in nightclubs and bars and sometimes was of no particular fixed address and just drunk and wasted and partying as a lifestyle decision. Like, you know, some people are like, you know, I have future goals. I'm going to university. And I was like, "Ah Ah (laughs) ha-ha. I have a different plan. And it was stupid. So I did that instead and ended up getting arrested a lot and drinking a lot. And I mean, arrested is the wrong word. Getting stopped by the police and getting arrested is not the same thing. I never got, like, dragged to jail and hit. I never got dragged to jail in handcuffs. I ended up there once. I'll tell that story at some point, but that's the penultimate. That's the 39 drunkenness disorderly story. So we'll say that as a teaser. <laughs> keep, keep listening. But I've had a lot of encounters with the cops, and not just with the cops, but that's what tonight's about, with the, the sort of shadier side of the law in general. I mean, you can't kind of be a crazy guy and not end up meeting crazy people that have problems like you. So working in bars, and particularly after hours, which I spent a lot of time working in, you meet not just kind of criminals, not street criminals. You meet, like, criminals, like seriously crazy individuals on a fairly regular basis. (laughs) And when you're not one of them, and you're just kind of making some money as a mercenary on the side, hoping for the best, it can be an extremely intense experience, right? And you walk into that blind, because there is no prep course on how to sit down with a gangster and, like, the mobster and have, you know, cocktails. Does, there's no... You can watch all the, all the Joe Pesci movies in the world. You're never going to get it. You know what I mean?
2: There should be. Someone should do an online course. Maybe you should do it. We'll, we'll throw it up on Udemy and uh, charge a subscription fee for it.
0: <laughs> I don't think it would work. I don't think it would work. Because, you know, it's a time and a place thing too, right? Right. So when I first started the industry like 20 years ago, when I was 18, the violence in the city was one of those things that you could just expect. It was like a little bit of fist fighting here and there, Um, Occasionally, occasionally, a weapon, but usually an improvised weapon. So a knife or someone breaks a bottle or tries to eat with an ashtray or something weird like that, you know?
2: What's the weirdest thing you've hit someone with or been hit by? Uh, Hit with
0: was probably a nine iron. That was weird. Nice. Uh, That's the weirdest, though. The weirdest thing I ever hit someone with was a Christmas tree.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You wielded the tree? That makes perfect sense.
0: Now it sounds funny that it is. It wasn't like a decorated Christmas tree. which well, you know when your dad like throws the Christmas tree on the front lawn after Christmas and like three weeks later it's still there and all the branches and leaves are basically like the splinters have fallen off it. And it's just basically this knobbly piece uh, of wood with all kinds of like spines and spikes sticking off it. It was one of those. So yeah, it was a Christmas tree. And when I said it, it was like ha <laughs> ha and I'm like you should have seen the guy. That wasn't that funny. But he was, like, really hurting a friend of mine. So I figured there was not much I could do. And I just Christmas-treated him. And nice. <laughs> That's know. such a good move. And you we took off. We took off. And I'm sure Christmas tree guy has, like, marks to prove that for the rest of his life. Because, you know, you don't get hit with, like, 40 pounds of,
2: like, spiky nonsense. And just kind of like, <laughs> meh. You know. That's for sure. So also, I should side note uh, to those of you who are here. Um, we're turning this podcast eventually into a live action show that's part of what this is about is to flush out these stories. And I can fucking guarantee you there's going to be a scene where Bob Christmas trees someone. So if you're listening to this, stay tuned to <laughs> stay the episode tuned where he the Christmas, Christmas trees tree, yeah. a guy. Uh, <laughs> and the, the reason Christmas I said special.
0: golf club, I know what, the golf club <laughs> itself is <laughs> no. not as random an item, but I don't think it's that I was hit with the golf club. It's how it went down. Because I saw it coming. And I thought, I'm going to either take this nine iron in the face Or I'm going to try something really crazy. So, of course, I stepped into it. You know, your impulse (laughs) is to get away from it, but I'm like, I'm not going to make it. So I stepped in, and the head of the golf club missed me, and the rod caught me across the head and went, (laughs) and just bent. (laughs) And it hurt. Don't be wrong, that hurt, but it was nothing like getting hit in the head with a golf club. I was like... Ha and I <laughs> lean back away from the guy and he's like he lets go of the golf club and I'm like Oh yeah.
1: And it's like it's like cartoon bent around your head now. Like yeah. uh-huh. And That's what made that so story smart. very
0: what made that story very cool is those flexi like carbine rods, I snapped my wrist out straight in anger, taking the rod off my head like and the weight at the end of it snapped it almost back straight. And I was like, now who's got the golf club? (laughs) And Body Guy just bolted. He's like, boo, you know? Because you did the best you could. You had that golf and you swung it. And it cartooned me. And now you're like, oh, shit. Jack has my golf club. And it's not funny anymore, you know?
1: Acme golf club, yeah.
2: That's a good life lesson, I think. In a weird way, that's like some metaphorical life lesson. When just like some fu- fuck. Step into the golf something's club. Something's coming at you. Just you can run from it, or y- it's like when you're surfing and there's a big wave. It's either gonna crash down on you, or you can like dive into it and duck under it, and you can hopefully escape. You you did a surfing move right there. What? Next time yeah. things
1: look bleak, anybody, just step yeah. into it. You know, no. just fucking <laughs> lean just into fucking it. Step into
0: okay, it. golf clubs, yes. Baseball bats, no.
1: Right, oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't step into those. Yeah, I guess okay. it's not in universal.
0: Depends on how close you're stepping there, Muay Thai. Okay, if you're getting right in there, maybe. But I'm not like, listen. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. So, I was here. saying I disagreed because. A uh, martial arts cameraman. So yeah, exactly. I was, t- I was gonna coming uh, at this as a martial artist. Like, when somebody tries to roundhouse you, like a roundhouse kick, Yeah. one of the defenses is stepping in. Well, yeah, sure. So The roundhouse kick is not a baseball bat. No, what <laughs> <laughs> Technically, when they train you, they want you to basically have your foot do the same arc as a baseball bat. So if oh. you step into the first, like, 10 inches, it will hurt a lot less than the end of the bat. Oh, of course. So that's what I'm saying. Right, you are, you are mini- mitigating force as you take it off the fulcrum, obviously. But the point is, it's still in a baseball bat. And when people swing a baseball they often choke up more than they think they do. Yeah. As you step in, you actually catch more of the bat than you thought you were going to. True. That's usually the case with it. I don't have any experience with this, so I'm just saying purely speculatively when you swing a bat at somebody, you usually choke up
1: on it and they step into it and it hurts. We're breaking down the psychology of a bat swing. I don't know about you, Trev,
2: or any of our listeners or audience members, but I find the best technique is to not step in a ring and to not fight a guy. (laughs) A buddy of ours is a fighter and he just fought, he's a fighter and he's also an actor, and he fought on Friday and he broke his big toe and his little toe on one foot and sprained his other foot. Shout out to Marcus, Marcus Tarnoy. Sorry, Tarno. buddy. That sucks. <laughs> I would never. Marcus kick not walking that hard. much right now. In other right, words, he is not taking some not. time off. He is looking for a used lawnmower to get him around <laughs> right now. Well, people forget. Also, I mean, a lot of people don't know any professional fighters or martial
0: artists. But usually, after any major bout or match, the person, even if you win, you're on break for quite a while because you are broken. Like, you might not look as bad as the guy that got, you know, knocked out in the ring, but you've still taken 10 or 15 kicks, 20 punches, who knows,
1: right? And that, it always hurts. It's just a matter of whether you can tolerate it or not. Well, that's like in, I talk about the ring, and for you it's kind of the, uh, unofficial ring. (laughs) Ah, bad enough. Um, the unofficial ring, which is the, where you've done most of your sparring. How many? Uh, how much time have you needed after some of your uh, encounters? Like, what's the longest lay layup? Oh, I two think? weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Just. Oh,
0: I was away. out for two weeks. I had. Uh, well, no, that was just that wasn't a, a boxing professional boxing match actually. Like I said, it's just throwing hooks and punches. And when you're bare knuckle boxing and people aren't necessarily trained, it was th- it was. I got really hurt. But two weeks is about all I needed because it was just you know, subsistence bruises, face like it. It looked stupid and I looked terrifying, which actually worked. Coming back to work, it's like, yeah, it's this guy. <laughs> you know? But we're like, yo, the guy obviously got punched punch sometime, and I don't want to get punched ever, so let's just leave him alone. And that works a lot. Don't forget, image is at least half of bouncing, at least, because bouncing is a, is a, is a finite science. I mean, you can only you can only guess so much at what you're doing before it turns into either you know or you don't. And when I teach guys to to do the job, I tell them three things to have to know after the bat. One, you will eventually get hit no matter how good you are. That's the nature of the industry. It's violent, and you'll eventually get tagged. Uh, Two, you can't predict every possible situation. That's just impossible. I mean, unless you're the great prognosticator, you know what I mean? You hold the envelope to your head and say, well, this is the day I'll be shot, you know, four days from now. You'll never know. And three... People are crazier than you think they are. Even if you've seen what you think is the craziest thing you've ever seen, every single time I've said to myself, that is the craziest thing I've ever seen, along comes another scenario. And I find myself saying, that is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I've been doing that for 20 fucking years.
2: What's uh, one of those or a couple of those? Oh,
0: I saw a guy get his face peeled off with an exacto knife. <sighs> and I thought, wow, that is the craziest thing <laughs> I have ever seen. And in fact I looked at a coworker, I mean I'm holding paper towel I wrapped a paper towel roll around this guy's head and i came out to the, the medics and I'm like this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. This is crazy.
2: He got his face peeled off with an exacto knife. Well it
0: didn't come all the way off. It was kind of flapping. But like
2: fuck. He got slashed here and then was still
0: fighting and I guess the flap that was hanging kind of got caught. So a bunch of it ripped off and was just sort of <laughs> off his face. And he was so fucked up and angry and high and shit. He's whipping his head back and forth and he's yelling at people and I'm like, please stop moving, sir. Please stop moving. Your face is flapping like a kite and it's scaring me. Could you please stop moving? I'm full Hannibal. And because I'm one of the few guys in my work that had full first aid, they're like, Bob, Bob, you should do something about this. this is pretty crazy. Hey. And did
1: you?
0: Uh, yes, I wrapped an entire roll of paper towel around his head. And we called the medics, and I was like, there's a guy here that looks like half his face is sort of attached.
2: I think you're supposed to dip his whole head in milk. <laughs> Isn't that what you're supposed to do when a guy's
1: face is peeled off? You're supposed to put it in milk? And then on a different... And yes, and that's and right, milk. When he unveiled himself, it was really Hannibal Lecter who had changed his skin with somebody else. That's right, he'd already taken skin. someone's face in the
0: back room was just trying to fool me. Right. No, there was no fooling. And then three weeks later after that, I saw a guy jump off the top of the speaker rack at the opera house. Doing like the like the hey crowd, catch me! And he jumps, he's he's 16 feet above a concrete floor. Does a swan dive like this, and everyone in the crowd goes, yeah, fuck that. And they back up like and he lands like face first on the ground, bang! And you hear it. There's There's a metal band playing, right? And you can still hear this. And even the band's like, Whoa. And they're looking over, and this guy's just there, like, speared on the fucking floor. I get to him, and he stands up on his own. Right? Like, the power of alcohol compels you. And he looks right at me with one eye, and the other one (laughs) is doing this and looking at his belt because he shattered his entire orbital bone. So his eye is just sort of going out of the socket.
2: He's on, like, a slinky. And the medic
0: who treated him at, at the opera house told me told me that. It was actually lucky the guy had sort of loose ocular nerves, because what all usually happens is the eyeball goes and sucks back into the socket, which is actually harder to treat, because then they got to use a sort of like a vacuum to pull your eye back. Anyway, so like I said, every time I've said to myself, wow, that is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Something comes along and makes me look like an idiot for saying that. So I've got to the point now where I all I say I'm like, well, that was weird.
1: <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> I know sooner or later. How about that? I'll see something. Yeah,
0: well, that was weird. <laughs> yeah.
2: did,
1: you, did you ever train um, any any bouncers who you thought, okay, this is not going to go well, and then they turned out to be like a super bouncer? Like they, like they were a small person, and then for whatever they're um, amazing. No,
0: not really, because <laughs> it's not about size. It really isn't. It's about skill set, application, right. and intelligence. And if you know the person has the right abilities... They will have those abilities regardless of mass. Uh, size is just one determining factor, and because as the
1: seven foot one.
0: Guy. Well, and the reason, it's a, and the reason it's a determining factor is because <laughs> its presence. So at a hundred feet, you don't see the five foot eleven, highly trained, very competent guy, but you do see me. There's a whole sea of heads, and then. There's, you know, my bitch tits in my face, like, standing <laughs> with the car going, yo, calm down, be quiet, stand in line, no smoking, you, you know, that kind of thing. No sex in the champagne room, you know, whatever it happens to be that I'm guarding or enforcing, right? But no, many of the guys that I worked with and trained with are are, a lot smaller than me. Actually, really giant bouncers is not the norm. Like, 6'6", six, six, 250 pounds, that's about the biggest that bouncers usually are when you see crews that are much much bigger than that usually dealing with clubs that have an extraordinarily violent history and the funny thing is it's not that they've hired the biggest most competent guys it's that the manager is so afraid of the violence that's happened there he's like I want nothing but tanks (laughs) get me get me 300 tanks I want 9,000 pounds of meat to stand between me and the violence that's what I want I don't <laughs> care if it can do anything. It's just, I want to not be able to see the crowd anymore. Security! And there's just this... <laughs> and there's no more bar. Like, that's it. Yeah, that's what I want, right? Because those giant squads are usually ineffectual. You need spotters. You need smaller uh, trained guys dealing with various different situations. You need a diversity of people, obviously. Like, you almost always need a diversity of skills for just about any profession. So,
1: Do you find that when you get into like some of these altercations where you got to use your... F- physical force uh on some somebody and then the cops show up and then they're kind of figuring out what happened and one guy's messed up do they you get you get the pass a little bit sometimes because you're both on the law enforcement as a bouncer side?
0: yes as a bouncer yes Can even working, working in after hours it's even if as long as it's righteous
1: you know yeah, like if yeah. i
0: just beat the crap out of some guy for like
1: absolutely nothing then no well, yeah we talked about the spitting story once t- one time i think remember that with the guy, no? Okay, watch episode no, three us. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where on the footage, like, you can see him spitting on you. So when they showed up, they're like, oh, yeah, he needed to get dealt with. Like yeah.
0: The cops were like, can I see the footage, please? And I'm like, yes.
1: Yes, you can.
0: was uh, like we had a ride at the opera house
1: one night. Uh, a, a, a
0: band came in, and they couldn't get over the border. Um, and uh, it, was a, it was supposed to be like a reggae tribute night. And there was like four different bands. It's pretty famous. I don't remember who they are now because that was like years, years ago, and I didn't care. But the uh, the band couldn't get over the border. And so, th- you know, this, the 300 people that had bought tickets from Ticketmaster standing outside couldn't get in. <laughs> and all I could tell them was, look, we don't work for Ticketmaster. I can't, uh, I can't give you your money back. So, you know, what do you want? And they were like, we want, we want in. We want a show. We want our money back. I'm like, we don't have your money, man. Please call Ticketmaster. And it just went nuts outside. It took 35 minutes for the cops to show up. Um, there was, like, cars burned and destroyed on the street. Like, buses crashed. They kicked in half the front doors. It was pretty intense, right? And that was just one of those situations where, again, um, just a simple miscommunication of, of, of interest between who sold you the ticket and where the money comes from turned into a riot. Like 300 people trashing the streets. And it's like, we only sold five tickets, man. That's 20 bucks a piece. Do the math. The till has $120 <laughs> in it. Do you guys each want 60 cents? Like, should we just start, like, busting out the nickels, boys? Like, what's going on? Like, I can't help you. There's no money here, man. So yeah. Definitely the violence just happens sometimes. And it really doesn't matter what the what the situation is.
2: Should we move to uh, audience Q&A? You can ask general Bob questions, you can ask questions about booze, crazy partying, uh being a huge giant, you can ask a specific story about
1: today's episode. Relate relate your own um, Come on over to
0: the audience mic here.
1: Relate your own yeah, I don't just Oh, wow, we got a long
0: court. Nice. Good, good.
1: We are amping up. How are, are you guys here? doing? Good, man. Great. Nice how are you? you? Sweet, sweet. Identify yeah, yourself. I'm, I'm Cam. This is Hi. Cam, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Cam. The newly Citizen. Newly Citizen. Appointed, Identify yourself. Newly <laughs> appointed uncle, Cam. Oh, yeah, I just became an uncle. It's coming Congratulations. up on a month. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. This is your month Uncle uncleversary. Not my kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you my might have been too. asked this. <laughs>
0: if, if you're an uncle and it's not your kid, that's a pretty good thing right there. <laughs> Otherwise, I was going to say you, me and this guy should go lawn rider, you know, yeah. together <laughs> just like from here yeah, all the way home. No responsibility. Ride your lawnmower
2: yeah. with your uncle, dad.
1: <laughs> 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 they probably do it on the, the that's Glassington spot. family. Anyway, um, go ahead. You might have been asked this one already, but um, I was wondering about any crazy alcohol laws that you've come across in your travels. I remember hearing from uh, a manager of mine when I worked in a bar. They were somewhere in the States, and they had their beers, and they ordered a round of shots and the bartender came over and put the shots in front of them and took the beers, and they were like, oh, no, no, we're not finished with those. And they're like, no, 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 you're not allowed to have a beer and a shot in front of you at the same time in this county. Wow. And have you Um, seen anything crazy like that? I don't
0: travel much for three obvious reasons. I don't fit in many transports, like planes. I actually have to buy an extra seat ticket just to get into one of the, you know, long leg seats unless you want to go first class, which I can't afford. Um, so i don 't travel much, and in the northern states, for the most part, their liquor laws are very, very similar to ours. There are some strange ones, like you can 't carry your own beer from the bar to the table. Where is that at i can't remember what I think it was in Michigan stupid bill <laughs> <laughs> you guy. got him now <laughs>
2: <laughs> He roasted you laying on, on the. On the, the I'm sorry, guys. Uh, for those of you
0: not watching live, that's my that's my co-hosts and producers. <laughs> just basically showing off why the show's about me and not
1: about them.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I said we shouldn't do it on a Monday night. Well, you know.
0: Uh, but, I've no, the weirdest, the weirdest thing about drinking laws here, actually, that I do know is kind of stupid, is if you order a pitcher, they have to give you a minimum of two glasses. And that's irritating when you just intend to drink the pitcher by yourself. Because what do you need glasses for? I mean, that's just absurd. It has a handle on it. But no I, t- it's an interesting question and I'm sure I'm sure for internet fodder those of you out there listening and, and those of you around here if you looked up stupid internet you know drinking laws I guarantee you'd yeah, find Yeah
1: write it. in tag 39dd show yeah. with all of your with the stupidest drinking law you can Ind- find or ever experienced We would personally. love international ones too like you know I- yeah. India whatever Like, like the problem
0: is the problem is in Europe they drink like adults. So the drinking laws are like
1: laws about drinking
0: okay you should do it and you can do it almost anywhere, <laughs> and it's probably cheaper than it is there. And if you don't drink, we think you're strange. So welcome to Germany, Austria, England, the Netherlands, Scotland—basically any, anywhere in Europe. Like, yeah, the drinking thing—I don't know why you got such a hard time with that. It's like we just do that like all the time. What's the problem? Our problem is again—I said this before on our show—Toronto and Canada in general has an immature drinking culture. That's it, it's that simple. There's nothing else to it. We we don't we treat public spaces as though if there was alcohol present in them, some somebody's like you know Mormon sensibilities would kill them. Like they'd walk by like, and just literally, <laughs> <gasps> is that a beer?
2: <laughs>
0: I don't know what I'm gonna do. Our liquor stores close early on Sundays, like we're all in church. You know, we gotta go to that evening mass, guys. You can't buy a beer because you know you're waiting for evening mass. I mean, these, thi- these things, they're draconian. They're draconian, and they don't actually make better drinkers. They make worse drinkers. Uh, it's sort of the helicopter parent thing, right? The the more ludicrous rules you have put on you for no reason, the more likely you are to be an idiot when you break them.
2: We got uh, we got someone else uh, up here. No, to talking to the mic. Um, Dude, uh, D- City, uh, Nick. Um, you should know how this the Ameri- works. The, the, the no. they,
1: they were just talking, because they're from North Carolina, they were talking about oh, right. how insane it is that there's no, like, Convenience stores that sell alcohol. And again, when All I right. lived in Chicago. <laughs> Wendy's in Nick! <laughs> <laughs> the segue. 7 Eleven. You could just get a 24 pack. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. That's one
0: of the few things I enjoy about traveling in the States, is literally absolutely that. I mean, I've went, went, I went, you know, I've been a few places in the States, and it's great. You go to a gas station, and it's like, I'm buying cigarettes, I'm buying
1: gas, and I need beer.
0: Why do I have to go to five stores for that? Well, well I can't,
1: you know? What's what's the, p- the deal? Parts of Canada, figure it out. Like Quebec, uh, they've been there. Uh, are out in Calgary too. Yep. Um, all the privatization stores out there. So. Right, right,
0: yes. The liquor store phenomenon is is, is is different. Yeah, that's very true.
2: Our friends from North Carolina. Yeah, so I work in Asheville, North Carolina. I work brunch at a brunch restaurant where we serve alcohol, and it's kind of, you know, it's like hush hush in North Carolina to like to have a glass of alcohol of like a mimosa or a bloody mary with brunch. And it's like you really got to push them. Um, and that's w- another really stupid rule of, like, if you're there with your husband or your wife or whatever, like, you can't order two drinks if, you're, if your partner's in the bathroom. Like I've wow. Had, yeah, right, I've so had it's one, it's one, no, on it's one, one for what? That's right, it's one for one. One for one. I've and had some th-
0: venues in Ontario do that. Like, if, yeah. you, if you, you can only, well, usually it's, it's as many as you can carry in your hands. Yeah. So if yeah. you have a table of four, and you point, I mean, you're sit- the table's there, like, ten feet away, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm buying a round for this table right here. Mm-hmm. she be like, well, you can carry two of them back now.
2: Yeah. I gotta walk
0: all the way back here for two fucking beers.
2: Are you no, I feel like I've had a woman come in with her husband, and I, I like I saw her husband, but I can't serve her if her husband's in the bathroom because I need to see two IDs if I'm gonna ring in two drinks. And what
1: wow. time? What time is there a morning cutoff that you can?
0: What time? Sell? Yeah, what time do you start selling mimosas?
2: Only on Sundays. Uh, th- that's the only liquor law. I can only start selling on 10 a.m. on Sundays, but during the week I can sell anytime I want.
1: But of course. Yeah. Huh. Sunday Sunday's, Sundays untouchable.
0: Which is funny cuz brunch brunch here in Ontario basically starts at 11 everywhere because you can't sell liquor anywhere until then.
1: Actually, I heard it just changed to 9. Yeah, they did. Right? did.
0: Yes, you're right, they did. We did. What is it? We what is it? Is it 10 morning. or 9? Yeah.
1: Great. <laughs> yeah, you They gave manage us one a restaurant and you don't know. One more hour. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough,
0: But again, yeah, I, know, I see exactly what you mean, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. That's one of those stupid drinking laws, you know? It's like.
2: What about cheap drinks? And you mentioned Michigan. I've been in in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. I went out to a bar one night and the drinks for at least an hour or two were 25 cents. Same thing in (laughs) Fort Wayne, Indiana. It was like Miller Lite was 25 cents. It was crazy. Florida was ridiculous. So for like 10 bucks, you get fucking destroyed. They basically
1: paid you to get drunk. Yeah. For $10, you can buy 40 beers.
0: Except <laughs> that's except 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 the one we just discussed. Actually, that's not entirely true because in the states, unlike here, with our liquor stores, there is a differentiation in price between cheap booze and expensive booze. Whereas here, even the even the most premium brands are only a couple of dollars different by the forty. So you think about it. You go and buy Smirnoff. It's like twenty six, whatever. You buy Russian Prince, which comes in a fucking plastic bottle, half the way or whatever, and it's it's. Twenty-four or 22, right? Because it's all tax. You know what I mean? It's all tax. So, and again, that goes all the way up until you get the ultra premium. And even then, only the ultra premium is more expensive. There really isn't much of a gradation between premium and ultra premium. Whereas if you had a, a, a liquor special in the States where I could buy, like, you know, the cheapest possible vodka and sell it for 50 cents, you're still buying it for, like, Four or five dollars for a, a big old dirty plastic bottle. So the twenty-five cents <laughs> you make your money back and then some. You know, like yeah. Whereas here, a drink special doesn't doesn't working having drink specials in a bar really doesn't save you any money. It doesn't mm. make you any money. It's just a promotional thing. You can you can get away with it sort of. And for a while, you couldn't even do that.
1: Yeah, that's why happy hours in the states are like all day. Whereas here, it's like two hours.
0: And even and again, even then, it's you're also skirting the law. For a long time, you couldn't drinks because that would be selling alcohol underneath uh, what is it the provincial the provincial cap on on percentage right so it has to be this much for this many ounces or this much for that much beer blah 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 because it's all standardized right and that's how they tax it so huh. Stick huh. audience to the question
1: man. uh sorry it's not so much a question just a comment so now it's legal to smoke pot on the street so the other day I saw someone smoking a bong on the street <laughs> a big bong too like you know great. But yeah. we're not allowed to drink a beer on the street. That's right. That would be offensive.
0: A four and a half, a four and a half <laughs> foot gravity <laughs> bong attached to a gas mask, that's just an accessory you want in a public playground, you know what I'm saying? But a can of Budweiser, now that, that's that's going over the line.
2: Something that we also have in the works, and maybe I can pull the room here, but uh, would you guys drink Big Bob beer? Yeah. yeah? Yes. Or Big Bob bourbon?
1: Yes. I think Bob um, Brewery. Not Windy if I City Nick
2: approved. Yes. Right? Uh, you got something for us, Windy City Nick? Um, He's just saying, yes, he'd drink my beer. Yes.
0: He's holding the mic.
1: How are you? You guys doing good? Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just chilling. We, have, we haven't been so far. So we like to massage you know, our segments out. Uh, should we, we take like the <laughs> mic away from <laughs> We don't like to overplan these things. No, we're just
0: going to plug it into a feedback loop, so it gives them fifty thousand volts, and we're going to record that as our intro song.
1: Yes.
2: Windy City Nick's good.
0: Windy City Nick is good, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I think we should. I think uh, we're concluded.
2: S- I think we've. S- I think we s- We can say. Start closing this out. Make sure to hit us up at Thirty Nine DD Show on Instagram, Facebook. Please uh, do. Full videos are also on YouTube now. Uh, where are we? We're at Spotify, Google Playlist. That means Wherever real we soon we're going to get or banned. to this right now. We're also there. You probably, if you're watching this, you've already you found us. You can't have the kind of lawnmower so. fun we've had and stay monetized yeah. online.
0: So you download us now while you still can. Free the people.
1: And free. thank you, everybody who came out tonight, the studio audience. Yeah. You were terrific. Thank you, thank you guys. You. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you guys so are
0: the best. Much. Give yourselves a round of applause. Thank we thank you love you. So you so much.
1: Here we are at downtown cool. Toronto, 1830. North Carolina in the house. North Carolina in the house. Home of the champions. Toronto yeah. Raptors, we are the champions. Oh, and the last plug this Thursday, Lars Ooh. and I at the Underground Cafe. If you would like to come see us live, one act show, uh, one hour special, 8 p.m. But if you're listening to this now, it was I was going you know to you know <laughs> yeah, say, You know what occurred? I was going to
0: say, you know what occurred to me? All the plugs we do at the end of these shows, since
2: they don't go up for a week. We have to be be careful. We
1: were supposed to plug this last week. If you're listening
2: to this right now, you missed a hell of a show where Trev and I were... uh,
0: These guys killed it. Three people showed up, (laughs) and none of them had the same last name.
1: It was amazing. It was all your fault. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Good night. Great. Good night. Thank you.